0: Hello everyone and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. I hope you're doing well today. I hope that you are, and what does well mean? I hope that you have peace in your heart, peace in your being, that whatever you're going through, you are able to access peace along the way. And even what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be peaceful? I think of my grandmother, whose name was Carrie Elizabeth Alsop Freeland, long name. She was a mighty woman. She lived to be 101 years old and she was a woman of faith, practical faith. She didn't go around, you know, thumping the Bible. And for those who do, that's fine. That's just not what she did. She talked about how to live and how to treat other people. And also by example, she showed how you could find comfort within yourself to just be. And recently I've listened to a few people talk about the elders in their lives and the lessons that they've learned from them. Okay, so for many of us in the past few weeks, we have been in a heat wave wherever you are, there's a very good chance that you have experienced a heat wave. I talked to someone who lives in Texas, who said that it was 110 degrees in the nighttime. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, just all over the United States and beyond, in other parts of the world, there's been a lot of heat. And to the point where you have to make a practical choice as to what you're going to do. If it's really, 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 really hot, you can't just skip over to the other side of the room, house, block, city. You have to think carefully and decide what am I going to do now because any little bit of movement is going to make a difference. And so a woman I was sitting with said, You have to think about what the old people used to say. Just be still. Just be still. Just sit. Be still. Don't talk. Settle your mind. Really settle yourself. Like totally settle yourself. Just be still. That is a piece of advice that I have heard from elders for my entire life. I remember my grandmother doing this practice of engaging stillness on a daily basis. In her latter years, we we got her to stop working when she was 93. I'm not kidding. She was a domestic worker. She loved the people she worked for and did not want to stop. We convinced her to stop working at 93 and she lived with my family from 93 till she passed away at 101. And every day she would go in her room, sit in her chair, close her eyes. Well, first she'd read the Bible, then she'd close her eyes and just be still. Well, many years later, I learned the practice of meditation and recognized that that is exactly what she was doing, that her stillness, which included, you could tell that her mind was still because it wasn't just that her body was still, but There was an inner stillness that was palpable to those of us on the outside. I remember when she would do that, when she would come to visit us, because it was a practice she had for a long time. I just recognized it later. When I was a little girl, I would go in the room when she was spending the night with us and and try to poke at her and get her to react to me because I'm thinking, why is my grandmother being so quiet? I'm here. She's got to talk to me when I was a little girl. And she she did not. She stayed in that very calm, focused place of stillness. And when she would emerge from that place of stillness, she would get up and go about her day and engage us however she wanted or needed to. And I've only thought about this from time to time, including in this heat. That we've been experiencing recently because the elders tell us just be still like did any of you all have the experience during the heat wave where even when you were still you were sweating <laughs> i did literally sitting still i was sweating and I'm like how did this happen because nature is more powerful than we are and our bodies react to nature and so If you really think about it and and go even deeper to a soul level, yes, our bodies react to nature. Our bodies also react to experiences and circumstances. And there's an important thing for us to consider now, as so many of us are experiencing change And many people in my life are experiencing what I'm calling abrupt change. Change is a constant. We know that. But what do you do? How can you face change? Especially, you know, nobody really wants change unless their circumstances are dire. If you're doing okay, you don't even have to be doing great. But If you're doing okay, you pretty much want to stay where you are. People like the familiar. They like the moment to continue if it's even a decent moment. Doesn't have to be extraordinary, just decent. We're like, okay, let me hold on to this constancy right now. We've talked about this before. Last week we talked about the balance between constancy and just the ever-changing landscape of life. And so this week, I wanted us to talk about facing change. What do you do when change, abrupt change comes your way? What do you do? Ask yourself that question. What do you do when abrupt change comes your way? I think it's a fair question, and I want you to think about it seriously. Like In your life, what have you done when abrupt change has come your way? Now, I'm gonna give some examples of what abrupt change may look like. And hopefully I will include something that has been your experience, but I think you'll get the gist of at least some of the possibilities of what this might be. All right, I'm gonna start with people in my life who have experienced abrupt change in the past few days and weeks. Illness, how many people Plan for illness, expect illness, expect that something's going to happen to them when they've been doing whatever they think is the best for themselves. I think, even most of us who, if even if you don't take that good of care of yourself, you don't imagine that illness is going to befall you, right? So, I have a couple of people in my very close world, but one in particular who was doing great in his life and literally fell ill in the middle of giving a graduation speech to a group of students. And when I say literally, literally. He was standing in front of students, talking, and passed out. And this is now week three, and he is still hospitalized. This is a man who was healthy, taking great care of himself. And this sudden change befell him. I can tell you because I know in his case, he has been rallying ever since he was conscious to do so. And the rallying is going to take days, weeks, probably months, hopefully not a year, but it could. Because he was down for the count and really has to pick himself up and heal himself with a lot of support. He didn't expect that. Nobody in his sphere of inclusion, influence, anything expected that. We are all in shock, abrupt change. I have two people very close to me and a few a little further out in my sphere who have lost their jobs, abrupt change. It wasn't after, well, here's some warnings, here's some whatever abrupt change, partly because we are in the beginnings of a recession. Partly, who knows why? I'm not part of the what happened to them, so I don't know, but I do know this. If your income changes abruptly, you kind of go into shock. Oh, what happens now? What do I do now? And I mean, I know actually know a lot of people in that position who, whether it was they knew Sort of, that maybe something was coming, or they didn't know at all, but they've ended up with a certain amount of income and now not that amount of income. Abrupt change. What do you do? One of the first things that I think people with illness, and also similarly, people with a job loss, people with a relationship loss, people with the end, you know, when you're ending something, it's a very natural end, but Natural is not what we're talking about, abrupt. When someone leaves a relationship, when you suddenly have to move, when you've lost your job, when you've lost your health, those kinds of things, abrupt change. Very often people point that finger. It is someone else's fault. I mean, clearly it's not your fault. What did you do? You just showed up for the moment and something changed. Isn't that how we sometimes think about it? Yes. We think somebody else is responsible for what happened. And that finger starts pointing, pointing, pointing. It is somebody else's fault. Well, what I've learned is we are always part of whatever has occurred in our lives. It cannot just be someone else's fault. Even if the abrupt change seems to have manifested because of someone else's actions. For example, if you lose your job, then it's your employer, right? But then if you think more deeply and go into that space of stillness that the elders taught us and ask yourself, what is my role in this moment and what has occurred? Then what do you come up with? I've had that happen to me when I have, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So when projects have ended abruptly, and that's happened a couple of times, and I have to ask myself, well, what did I do? I don't want to ask myself, what did I do, by the way? It's much more convenient for me to blame someone else. But when I ask, what did I do? What did I do for this to end? Especially if it's an abrupt end. What did I do? What what circumstances did I not read the way that I should have read them? What did I miss in the so-called reading of the tea leaves? What did I miss? How could I have shown up differently to this moment? What should I have foreseen based upon all the different things that are occurring that I did not? When I go through that exercise... Nine times out of 10, I find something in my engagement in that relationship that helps to guide my steps. Something that can tell me, ah, Harriet, if you had noticed X and responded to it differently, you might not be in this situation. Now, the X could be something that's my behavior or the X could be what's going on in the world. What are the circumstances in which I am living that have led to this moment, and how can I have an impact on that? This, by the way, is very hard to do when you're in the middle of it, and that finger pointing feels good. It is your fault. Somehow you, the other, did not inform me of something I should have known. Now, I'm going to tell you often, you haven't been fully informed, but that full information includes you. And so if you go back to what the elders say, to be still, when you are still and you are listening to the voice inside, when you're paying attention to the energy, how are things going? Does everything feel good? Does something feel a little bit off? What's going on in the situation? What can I learn from it? How can I fine-tune my engagement in the situation? What would make it better? And Sometimes it's, when is it time for me to leave? Right? A lot of times with relationships, think about it. People stay in relationships often long after they should have left because it got convenient. It got comfortable. Even if it's not comfortable, the familiar became comfortable. Has that ever happened to you? Are you in that right now? And then what happens if you're in something like that? And then your partner says, bye-bye, abrupt change. What do you do? What if, by the way, you are the one who makes the abrupt change because you know, it's time. I got to go. What if you do that? What are the repercussions of that? Now, honestly, when you have the choice, the conscious choice and the power, I typically recommend that you make a strategy, a plan, and then you execute your plan rather than, oh, I got to go right now. But there are times when that is what the moment calls for. These examples that I'm giving you are hopefully to help you recognize something in your life that may look like abrupt change, that may look like something you need to face in a different way. How can you Look dead on, straight at whatever's going on in your life and calmly, quietly find the lesson. Can you do that? Can you engage the elder's wisdom of being still, even if it stays hot, even if it stays uncomfortable? No matter what it feels like. Even if you're like I was in the thickness of the heat a week or so ago and I, it was sweating, it felt like it was raining on my face, even though I was sitting still. Even if that it feels that intense and uncomfortable for you, if you stay with it, you stay with the experience, stay with the feeling, allow yourself to look and see where am I, where am I right now? Let me face where I am and let me figure out where I'm headed. When you do that, even the most dire of circumstances can become more manageable. No matter what you are going through, no matter how scary it might be. So I want to lead us in a meditation. I feel like this is the moment for that. So if you would, everybody, put your feet flat on the floor. Shoulders back. Lift your spine. Close your eyes. Y'all, Yo, put your hands—your thumb and forefinger together on, on your knees or on your lap. I want you to ground your feet. Like the heels, press them into the floor. Press the balls of the feet into the floor. Imagine that the floor is like the ground. And just breathe. Just breathe naturally, everybody. Allow yourself to be still, be like the elders, be at ease in your body, be still, just breathe. Allow yourself to be with yourself wherever you are. Meaning, what do you feel in your body? let it just be. What's in your heart? We're talking about facing change, abrupt change. what's, What's on your heart right now? It probably feels a little heavy if you are facing abrupt change. Things were one way yesterday, today they're different. What does that feel like? Do you feel a weight in your body? Sometimes it can feel like a boulder. Sometimes it can make it hard to breathe. And I'm going to ask my assistant, if you can find the meditation music, would you play it? I realized I didn't even know we were going to do this today. But if you can, turn it on. I want you to just breathe, Everyone. Just breathe and be at ease in your body. And if you feel, thank you. If you feel that weight inside of your being, offer light. Offer light to the weight. Breathe in light and exhale light. Breathe in light and breathe it right into that place in your body where it's heavy. Imagine, see the light as you breathe into that part of your body. And imagine it dissipating as you exhale. Continue to breathe in. Breathe in light and exhale light. Give yourself the gift of light, the healing gift of light. When I would go in my grandmother's room, when she was meditating, when she was being perfectly still, it often felt like there was a bright light in the room surrounding her, kind of emanating from her with each breath, with each, each of her quiet breaths. In and out, there was light in the room, light in the space. And when my grandmother passed away at her funeral, I think there were 11 ministers who spoke amazing. And all of them talked about being in her company and that it meant being in the light. So what does it mean to be in your light? Breathe in light, exhale light, breathe in light, exhale light, feel the light fill your being, calming yourself, switching places with the dark. Allow your exhalations to release darkness. Your inhalations to bring light to every cell of your being. Just breathe. Be still. Wherever you are, allow yourself to be still right now. It's not going to be too long. Just enough time. Wherever you are, give yourself this time. Just a few minutes. And as you sit with your feet grounded into the earth, your body erect and relaxed. Your breath moving in and out of your body very, very naturally. Ask yourself, Are you ready to face the change before you? Are you ready? Am I ready to face the change before me? There you go. Ask yourself that question. Am I ready to face the change before me? Breathe. Am I ready? Do I see the change before me? Now, allow that to sit with you. Do you see, you see this thing that happened, this abrupt thing that happened. What do you see beyond that? What's on the other side of that moment that created the pivot? What's on the other side? What do you see from my friend who's ill to rehabilitation and patience. For my friends who have job transitions, it's looking out into the universe to see what's next. What's next? What great opportunity lies ahead of me instead of, oh my God, what am I going to do? I remember one time Some years ago, a contract that I was working on very naturally ended. Then another very naturally ended. And they were big contracts. And I had a moment of panic because I had not replaced those contracts. And I sat at my desk, literally feeling the panic come over me feeling my shoulders crunch up, feeling my my chest collapse. You know, when your chest collapse, you can't breathe as well. I found myself giving into fear. And then I remembered, meditate, be still, listen to the voice inside. And then I literally looked down. And I had taken up a practice some years before, a hobby of crocheting. And I had really gotten into it. All these very interesting pieces. And I said, oh, maybe I should focus on this for a moment. And I don't know, five, seven, eight years, I had a very active, lucrative crochet business. It started from when I looked down. I didn't know what I should be doing. I said, oh, maybe I'm supposed to do this. It was literally my... What is right in front of your face, friends? What do you see? What is just right there in front of your face that you haven't noticed before? What is it? What do you see when you look past the pain, past the fear, past the doubt, past the worry, toward faith, toward hope? Toward potential, toward possibility, toward the light. What do you see? What is right there? For me, literally, I was crocheting while these things were happening. And while that business didn't last forever, it lasted for a long time. And it didn't last forever because I realized I did not scale it in a way that made sense for me to continue as a business. So you do things for a while and maybe they aren't forever. How do you face change? Look past the fear. Trust in yourself. Pay attention to your skills, your talents, your gifts. Notice the people around you who are just waiting to support you. Maybe they're just Standing off in the wings because you weren't ready to receive them. Who, what, is waiting for you? Welcome them. Welcome your strength, your creativity, your capability right now. What do you see? I hope you see possibility for your life. In stillness, we can see so much. All right, everyone, let's take another deep breath. Breathing in the light and long out, exhale the light. And very gently open your eyes. How do you feel? How do you all feel? I hope you feel good. I hope you could see past the fears, past the things that tell you you cannot. Because in reality, you can. You can do whatever you want to do. You really, really can. And I want you to understand that within you, no matter who you are, are the tools to save your life, to nurture your life, to create possibilities for your life, no matter what has occurred. This is the part that's hard to accept when you are feeling in a vulnerable place. But I promise you that it's true. Even in whatever we consider to be our darkest hour, even then, the potential to rise up and engage your joy is right there, to rise up and engage your power, to rise up and carve out a path, if that's what's necessary for you to be happy, whole, healthy and prosperous, it's there. It may not feel like it right now, but it's there. The universe, The universe has enough abundance for everyone. It's hard to believe because people try to hold on. But the universe offers enough for all of us. So just take what you need and allow that to support you as you move forward. Surround yourself with people who will love you to full strength if you're not feeling strong right now right? You can do it. You can do it. Remind yourself, you can do it. Face change, even abrupt change. Be still like the elders have taught us and then take action. All right, my friends, until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.